to the Art of Volunteering. Today I'm Mikey, the host, and with Sagar as my guest. Hi there, I'm Sagar. I am from Nepal and I am a volunteer at the moment, volunteering in Italy, the north of Italy. We are from this project called Globers Project. We try to work for global citizenship education and tries to find different ways to put people from around the world together into a nice space. And that's how Mike and I know each other. Yeah, um, today I would like to talk about cultural difference and especially like what are the cultural differences from Nepal to Italy or especially Europe to know which did you experience there? Yeah, as in this is not my first time in Italy or first time in, in Europe. But I felt myself that there is a lot of population from Nepal. I feel like Europe has advertised itself very well for people to find Europe attractive. So a, a lot of young people want to move westward from Nepal to the west, to Italy, to Europe. Any country in, in Italy is better and in Europe is better than Nepal. So there is this sense of not good enough in your own country and everywhere else is better. Now that I don't think exists in Europe, no, Mike, what do you think? Like, do you think people in Belgium want to be elsewhere? It depends now really to which person you're speaking to, but I guess a lot of Belgian people, they like to stay in Belgium. Okay. But maybe they go to Netherlands, France or Germany to go work there, but it's still more or less the same type of living. Yeah, the, the young people in Belgium are like looking for experiences and... Um, sort of change in lifestyle or change in what do you call it? like just looking for adventure rather than improvement of life rather than saying oh i'm better off in other countries that's not really the concept no for belgium no no it's not really the case the most people like to stay in the place where they are born and live like the normal life like our parents did just always few people go outside live or maybe go out for like one year to australia or canada Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have a small gap here. So that was the biggest thing for me. Like, of course, realizing that me feeling privileged coming to Europe, not only was that the, like the, there is a new culture, new excitement, but this whole idea that oh, I'm outside Nepal and mm -hmm. uh, young people want to be outside Nepal altogether. And this is like a sense of achievement, let's say. And I feel like for some reason, deep down, I also feel better that I'm outside Nepal even though it's a dogma that I've carried. And um, so knowing that some, somebody of my similar age, you know, Mike, like that you don't have this, that you are comfortable being in your country and that uh, you going outside would be looking for adventure, looking for fun, looking for growth, for me is like, I wish I had that too. Because, uh, you know, have you felt the same thing, let's say in Vietnam, like you were traveling there, you've traveled around, Uh, how have you felt there? Like, especially when I started in Australia, the first time it was pretty hard to be there. But after the time, I really enjoyed it there. I saw like the difference of Europe and Australia. And step by step, even afterwards in Thailand, when I understand how it's going on there, even this difference, I really liked it. And I had really struggling coming back to Europe, coming back to my home. I just want to keep going traveling. What, but, what did you find? What did you find in Thailand? What did you find in Australia that, that kept you mm -hmm. there? Like before I started traveling, I was the typical nerd. Just work, home, work, home. Like I did not do much. 
And when I was in Australia, I was just going outside, step by step, doing things, seeing things. And it was so interesting. I, I, in short time, I understand a lot of different cultures. I was living with Italian people. I was living with Spanish people. A lot of my friends came from Asia. In Thailand, I was living with my best friend together and her family. There, I understood the Thai culture. And there you need to be really carefully because the mothers are too friendly. I remember once the mother started cooking for me at 8 a.m. and she finished at 8 p.m. God. Yeah. And you could not say, no, I don't want, I'm fine. She's just giving you more and more that you are really welcome at this place. Yeah. It was, yeah. Do you think that's missing in Belgium? A little bit like this kind of adventure, the spontaneous, that you just go out, do something. Mostly you're just stuck in your home. Do more or less nothing or always the same. Yeah. As a, I don't know. Maybe maybe it also comes from coming from that side of the past. Because I feel like you talk about Thailand. Of course, I haven't been to Thailand, but I can somehow say that Thailand is closer to my country than is Belgium. So I feel like perhaps... I don't know, maybe please correct me if I if you feel like I'm wrong, but maybe the people in Thailand are also in your in the lifestyle like yours. They are coming back and forth to work and everything and Belgium or Europe sounds exciting to them. So yeah. could it could it not be like the, the grass is greener on the other side? Things are better where it is more exciting. Yeah, I guess so too, but especially for me when I was eighteen, nineteen I was dreaming to become a monk, to live in Asia and just experience the life. Wow. And when I had this opportunity to do it, I was just totally into it. I tried as lot as I could, especially when I was in Vietnam. I loved to be there. The people there were super friendly, but not too friendly. It was in the middle ground of Thailand and Europe. So okay. I could handle it really well. <laughs> so. That was in the in a way like a, a golden ratio. It was perfect for you. A good good temperature to be in. Yeah. How long were you in Vietnam? Uh, six weeks. Six weeks. So within yeah. six weeks, you were able to find out the just the 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 sense gist of of the country, and um, and do you as in do you what do you see going back? How how would you see it going back? Like when I go back to Vietnam, I will experience this culture even deeper. I will have a better understanding, like especially about the difference of China and Vietnam, uh-huh. because the culture is really similar and there are just small differences. Uh-huh. I would like to see through them and even to understand them better. I, I wanted to know, like uh, this sense of adventure you have, at least let's say we have because we are mm-hmm. trying to go to the new culture being a new place and all that do you do you feel like this this comes from the place of strength or the place of let's say not having enough in your country so you want to gain it from the outside i don't know what is your opinion on that i guess just i would say like if you're outside of a country and you're just saying to yourself okay i need to explore it now now is the time let's do this stuff Right. I think you go traveling like every Saturday to see new places. Yeah. You just experience it. Probably yes. when you're in Nepal, you don't do it because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do it next week. I can do it later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. As in, I, I do see it like going to a new country for, for, 
for few time few few even a year to be honest i'm gonna i'm gonna be in italy for a year in the next five months let's say so even then i'm here i don't uh, i don't assign myself as living in italy there has to be a sense of i don't know normalcy you have to be a little bit bored in the country as well to go like you know what i now feel like i'm here because i'm still feeling like a tourist person no because I ha- I'm still traveling. I'm still being shocked by, you know, going outside. People are still saying that Trento or the north of Italy is not really Italy. Like, there is this whole stereotype that, like, you know, up there, we've got good transportation. Things work. Uh, the bureaucracy is not that heavy. And if you go south, it becomes more Italian. And uh, so, yeah, let's see. Let's see where, where that takes me. Yeah, but when you speak now about Italian, I remember once a guy invited me to his birthday. Just Italian people. It's me at six. At 5.55, I was there. The first Northern Italy people was there at 6.30. And two South Italian people, they was at 7.30 there. Wow. The plan yeah, it, was at five, uh, six, six, six o'clock. Yeah. You arrived at 5.55. Yeah, and, and then, all um, about just... There is a spectrum, you know, there is a sex, uh, you know, you, you gotta... How did you feel about that, like, in, in Asia? I think the time in Asia is similar to how time is considered in south of Italy, no? It depends a little bit with who you are talking to, how they see the things, but it's, it's more shield as well. Like, yeah. they are not really, like, on the, on the time, but if it's important... They are on time as well. Exactly. There is this yeah. comparison in Nepal that we draw that uh, for everywhere else we are late except for the airport. Because airport we consider as not a Nepali thing. Like Again, it's a really new flying and everything. We are still a third world country. Flying is expensive. So if there is an airport, we go there two hours early, three hours early. Everywhere else we are late. So I feel somehow that if a country has been growing with airports and has been, you know, like, for example, developing and all that, you have this sense of everything has to be on time. But ours, uh, you know, we keep it light. We call it a Nepali time. We call it South, you know, South of Italian time. We don't, we don't run the same pace. Yeah, but I reckon like with the time or with the work culture, it depends if the country is a hot country or a cold country. Mm-hmm. Because like of our ancestors in the cold country, they need to prepare for the winter. So they stuck all the things. In a hot country, you have food everywhere. You don't need it. Like, don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. I remember, yeah. I, oh, now that you bring this, bring this concept up, like talking about cultures and different cultures. In Nepal, the making of jam, like, you know, fruit jam. Yeah. Nobody does it, you know. And um, I was working with an Austrian team in Nepal. Uh, we were like making a German course and German classes and everything over there. And she taught me finally how to make a jam. And I was like, how did we never know? Why did we never do it? We've got lots of strawberries. We've got lots of different fruits and a lot of things like mangoes and everything. We could make jams of literally anything, but we didn't do it. And when I was reflecting onto it and I figured out we never need to do it. There are always fruits around. We never really need to jam it up. Like how, again, as you said, the colder countries need to. They need to, when they find a fruit, they have to color as soon as possible and preserve it. Jamming is preserving, you know, fruit for later on. So 
I was like, okay, but you know, there is something we could learn also from the from the either side. Abundance can all sometimes mean that you become lazy, that you don't understand time as similar to not having enough abundance. Yeah, but even like the cold country can learn something from the hot countries. The work culture here is really on top. They are pressure a lot to do it now more, more and more. But at some point you are just finished. You cannot do more. more. But I remember in Australia, my supervisor told me I should work more slowly. I have time. Don't worry. Like how, how long were you in Australia? One year. A year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, did you find as an Australia for me is like, um, I don't know, it is not South Asian. It's not Asian enough, let's say, you know, in terms of like, you know, what is the what is the work culture there? It's really chilled, like very chilled. Yeah, like it's a hot country in the summer. You have like this 40 degrees. It's super hot there. You cannot work full. So you keep slowing. Don't do too much. But looks that the work is done. Yeah. Besides now Sydney, because it's like a hustle culture, and because the rest of Australia is chilled, like it's yeah. not too much. But wow, as in yeah, uh, we have a friend here from Germany who she she loves Australia for some reason, and I'm slowly getting from you the perspective of okay from a foreigner perspective, the chillness, the coolness, and of course you speak the language, so in a way it feels like it feels somehow better because it's fun. It's more cool yeah. to be there, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but I need to say in Australia, the humor is a little bit strange. It's really okay. dark and kind of racist. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know in some point I was eating at lunch. There were like five Australians. They make jokes to each other. I was sitting there. Is it a joke or are you guys racist? Right. Because my English level was not high enough to really understand it. I see. Well, yeah, just a few days later, another Irish guy explained me everything. Then I got it somehow, okay. but yeah. But are you still in the fence about it? Are you still thinking maybe a little bit? <laughs> Not really, because now I really get the humor. I know how they are thinking. Yeah. But the problem is now, if I'm too deep into it, even I will do it. And yes. I don't care which who I'm talking yes. to. Yes. If you do this humor now to a Canadian guy or to an English guy, yes. they punch you in the face in two seconds. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. As in I, I'm still to experience an Australian humor because I don't I don't know if I really have any Australian friends. I think an Australian friend, I would consider you then after being a Belgian friend, an Australian friend right after that, you know. Um oh wow. I never knew that. That's really cool to know this. Uh, talking about humor. Like, how did you find the, you were in um, Thailand, you were in Vietnam. How did you find the humor there? Now, with the Vietnamese humor, I still don't get it. I have no idea about it. Right. Because, like, in six weeks, you don't get yeah. it. Yeah. But when I, a guy told me once, some students told him, Tien Tien, it means, like, you are beautiful. Uh-huh. So he was going to a shop. It was a nice cashier there. She t he told them, Tien Tien. The woman looked weird at him. Okay, yeah, fine. Afterwards, he was looking, what does it mean? It means like, I want to pay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like this. I don't want okay. to fuck. I see. Like, I, see what you mean. I told this story to um, 
at the hostel owner and she made fun of it. Yeah. So at lunch often she told Mike Chen 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 <laughs> him to her and then he asked what's going on here like yeah. he did not understand what's going on but yeah yeah I I was I was now that you think of it like the the uh, humor uh, humor of a country also kind of seeds no for example for Nepal I would say we like slapstick humor we like uh, physical humor rather than an intelligent again uh, what do you call this a thoughtful humor no um i yeah somehow i feel like the humor american humor in terms of like stand up comedy and all that i feel like that's that's my that's what i like but in in some sense uh nepali humor is more of a physical you know like uh, making fun of yourself making fun of the culture that sort of humor is what is found in nepal and um i don't know what sort of humor is there in belgium like I don't know if there is something that you can reflect upon because you're so into it. So like with the Belgian humor it depends like which language you're speaking to. Uh-huh. Yeah, overlapping a little bit, but mostly for me I have this German kind of humor. It's really dry and often people don't get them or like this. Okay. Like last week I was loading a truck and the pallet that I was loading was not straight on it. I go to the to the driver and told, hey, your truck, it's not straight. You need to buy a new one, talk with your boss. Look at the pellet. It's not straight on it. It's your truck. Yeah. Just laugh. Just laugh about it. Like, that's super dry. Not really funny, but still funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess sometimes I think, yeah. Like the, the humor is really personal too, no? Like what you like and how... you it also becomes really personal depending on the friends you make the language you speak and uh, what are people comfortable around you as in uh, if let's say in australia if you were uncomfortable with the humor they were making then you would in a way get out of that conversation and be reserved um and then you'd create different kind of humor then you know if you so i suppose as in you speak german because in belgium they speak other no they speak french as well and dutch and all that do you speak them those languages we have half half 50% speak flemish it's like dutch and 50% speak french right and like 80000 of 12 million speak german it's like uh-huh. minority it's a very and, okay yeah for me now i can speak german and i speak french but i understand dutch because it's a similar language it comes yeah it is very it, it is comparable almost with german no dutch yeah like if they talk i can understand it okay i see so are you looking forward to i don't know going to uh, how does it look like in vietnam now the the idea about like traveling to vietnam is it is it getting closer like they have like a trial at the phu cock island it's like expert and some people with the vaccine can go right. there to see like how does it work with the vaccine can they yeah. people can enter it or not yeah like in july now they have the trial of it and afterwards they make a decision on it okay i see i'm looking forward to it but i will not get my hopes too high i would say so too also depending upon like covid right the things that you were experiencing when you were there when well before covid pre covid uh i think hoping that the same sort of energy same sort of connection 
same sort of like you know what you call this like being friends and being in a family and hanging about would not be the same so when you go there you would also have to like figure out okay the things you were expecting needs to be dampened no even though you arrive there or do you feel differently i guess like the most vietnamese people would stay the same like they would be warm hearted and everything if they like you they will invite you to eat yeah. something if they don't like you they're not like it's <laughs> you just need to be liked then yeah that's yeah. <laughs> you better be nice i suppose i can try it but i promise not <laughs> how is your vietnamese language they call it vietnamese or they call it the language uh, they call it vietnamese okay vietnamese um how is it are you practicing are you trying to get with it how much like, did you learn in your six weeks when you were there more or less when i was there i learned nothing okay i can say hello thank you bubble tea and that's more or less that's it <laughs> hello thank you and bubble tea very important yeah and uh so okay are you ex- do you like languages do you like learning languages um not that much like but i like to speak with a new language to new people then you have a better understanding of the people i agree like every language gives you new opportunities right but yeah. for me now like i love to speak in english but i don't like to speak in french right i don't know why it is but you don't like to speak in french no why is that i don't know it's not the language you find anybody like. interesting to talk to french with i meet some nice people that mostly they can speak as well in english yeah so and then how would you rate your language let's say your mother tongue is german yeah okay then then i would say english and then french okay all right so because of that perhaps also if if they can speak english and you are more comfortable with it you would just directly go to english rather than going to french yeah and okay. you also don't have the reason to improve your french because there's no need for improving your french because you already know it yeah but i need to say i speak like everyday french at my workplace yeah, yeah. so like a slangy one yeah okay so i need to speak it if i want or not i suppose yeah um i wanted to ask you in terms of like example also your career you are you are working in the construction area no yeah i am a forklift driver at a construction factory as in how is the how is the work work schedule there at the moment like for example do you think you'll continue just like working how how would the schedule be when you move to vietnam for me like i want to take the opportunity when i'm in vietnam to build something else up like right. an online business or something right that i can do afterwards whatever i feel awesome. like awesome. yeah because now if i if you look to the technology nowadays if we have like the 5g network you don't need truck driver a forklift driver it's unnecessary because the machine can do all by itself exactly and now it's the time to improve yourself to find something else i agree yeah yeah makes sense as in you know which field which area you want to enter i have no clue like for me i never really worked with a pc or something like this yeah so i guess just when i'm in vietnam and can work with the csdf yeah that i can improve my pc skills and then yeah. let's see what happens let's see what happens that sounds yeah. really cool that sounds like an exciting thing like i would say the travel to vietnam would be again it's homecoming because you'd be going back and you'd be finding the the warm culture that you're looking forward to maybe you would find something about yourself maybe you are a vietnamese deep down 
you know maybe you are as sweet as uh, they call you <laughs> and uh <laughs> and that and that you might find something about i don't know yourself as a career saying okay maybe you come out differently how long are you planning to be in vietnam now uh still one year okay so the project still continues with a year i would say okay yeah. yeah that sounds that sounds like um a lot of things and uh, exciting stuff in the future too yeah i look forward to it hell yeah Thank you all for listening to our podcast episode. Feel free to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon.